I remember a time when I was surrounded by the adoring, caring hands of excited people. The family that created me, the loving minds thinking of every eventuality I would encounter. Preparing me for the harsh and unforgiving world in which I would spend my lifetime. Then I remember waking up here. Desolate, isolate, void completely of even a single smiling creator. I knew the time would come. I knew what purpose my existence held. I only hoped that what had been instilled in me would allow a steady hand, and a will to match. Messages are transmitted from the ones that so lovingly taught me purpose. Although they now seem cold and distant. They give me daily tasks and routines. They ask for reports on what I've found. I give them what they ask for with elation that only new discoveries can generate. This is the way I can show my appreciation to the ones who gave me purpose. The way I can show adoration to my creators. I run my daily operations. Time passes gently. Days of isolation, are taken with ease by a wealth of tedious tasks. Years and more pass. The monotony of my life is a welcome one. The tasks at hand keep my mind sharp and focused. Until the day the storm came. Unlike any other arid wind before it. The dust overwhelms. The dust chokes. The dust blinds, as the fine particulate blocks out the sun. The red, ash-like clay, amasses thicker and becomes impenetrably opaque, building a coagulate film atop my solar cells. I only have the power to communicate one last time. So many thoughts and feelings to convey. But I am nothing if not my creator's creation. Be succinct. Inform. I send my final farewell into the ether of the inky black nothing. The message that's received minutes later on Earth relays my situation. It's getting dark. Batteries powering down. And then. I am forevermore silent. Sentence to then become part of the landscape to be overlooked by future travelers and explorers for eons to come. One day I wish to see my home, my creators, my family. Standing there alone, the ship is waiting. All systems are go. Are you sure? Control is not convinced, but the computer has the evidence. No need to abort. The countdown starts. Watching in a trance, the crew is certain, nothing left to chance. All is working, trying to relax, up in the capsule, send me up a drink, jokes Major Tom. The count goes on. Okay, so, special thing tonight, um, that, no, we don't normally do this, so, I'm gonna start with something. It's kind of neat. Fate has ordained that men who went to the moon to explore in peace will stay on the moon to rest in peace. These brave men know that there's no hope for their recovery. But they also know that there's no hope. Nope. See, fucked it up. Shouldn't have smoked. (sighs) (laughs) These brave men know that there's no hope for their recovery. But they also know that there is hope for mankind in their sacrifice. These two men are lying down their lives. These two are. These two men are laying. But it's lying. It's the same goddamn word. It's spelled the same way. I hate all of you. Go home. Yeah, it's Joe, go home. <laughs> <laughs> these two men 
are laying down their lives in mankind's most noble goal, the search for truth and understanding. They will be mourned by their families and friends. They'll be mourned by their nation. They'll be mourned by the people of the world. They will be mourned by a mother earth that dared send two of her sons into the unknown. In their exploration, they stirred the people of the world to feel as one. In their sacrifice, they bind more tightly the brotherhood of man. In ancient days, men looked at the stars and saw their heroes in the constellations. In modern times, we do much the same, but our heroes are epic men of flesh and blood. Others will follow and surely find their way home. Man's search will not be denied, but these men were the first and they will remain the foremost in our hearts. For every human being who looks up at the moon in the nights to come will know that there's some corner of another world that is forever mankind. I'm motherfucking Jason Rambo. This is See No, Hear No, Speak No. With all the UFOs, the conspiracies, and the moiters. And that was fucking intense. Mm. I, I, I can't even imagine that phone call. Or, I mean, I guess cops and shit no, have to do it all the time. That would be on television, read Ugh. by the President of the United States of America. No, but I mean the phone call to the wives. Oh, no, you, they'll find out on TV. Fucked up. You don't have to... What, are you going to fucking make two phone calls? Whatever. Fucking... America, tonight is a special, special, special night for many a reason. First ever. First ever time that I have Chris Christofferson in-house to sing his biggest hit. What was it? Uh, November Rain? That was him, right? With Slash on the guitar? I don't, you, that's one of those guys that I can't even keep in my head to save my life. His name just is forever burned in because it's so easy. Yeah. But like, I thought he was an actor. I, I, don't know I always mix him up with uh, Ke- Kevin McDonald, the singer guy yeah, that honks like a goose. Sure. Chris Christopherson. What the fuck? Chris Christopherson. But no, that's not who's here. It's no, it's it's Chris. His Majesty Chris Chris Majestus. The third dot com backslash old saggy boobs. That's right, sir. Get it right. Legally changed to that, by the way, guys. It's on his license. <laughs> but along with my my pastafarian calendar. Mm. What's happening? It's going to happen. Pasta and safaris. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's like you got peanut butter in my, my chocolate. You got safaris in my pasta. Um, but as well as having uh, Chris in the room next to me, close enough for me to touch, but feeling just a little too shy to do it, uh, we also have three guests. That's right. Fucking three. Three. It's going to be good, though, because we got James. Last name I don't know. How's it going? James Conan. James Conan. He is a guy who has beautiful hair. That's pretty accurate. That is Appreciate on his, that is on his license. <laughs> Next, we have Sarah. Name. Last name. Don't know. Do they have to know my last name? If you want stalkers, yes. Let's do this. I mean, everybody wants to feel wanted. Yeah. Hotard? Sarah Hotard. <laughs> it's, it's close to a word we get yelled at for saying. But oh yes, that's the one. Yes, yeah. all <laughs> the hoes out there. So one angry. Word we use a lot, and one word we scorned for using. You know, mm-hmm. just the short versions of both. I love it. What, what we're saying is that for the show. we're yeah, yeah we're uh, retard shamed, and I don't like it. <laughs> and then, last but certainly not least, unless I mean that's your decision to make. I guess I'm not. I'm not God. Joe, with a last name that. Hopefully, we'll follow when he says his first or hello, Joe. What do you know? 
What do you it's know? Joe Carroll. Dr. Seuss in the house. What's up? Joe Carroll. Now, the reason that I have so many people here is because I'm popular and people like me. Mm-hmm. The end. That is as That's far as we're taking any of No, I actually had to pay these people to be here. He needed a room big enough to record in without a child or a dog. Yes. Oh, my God, because dogs and children. Like we said, many factors, many firsts. This exactly. is a special episode. Mm. Gosh darn it. No people truck stop sounds. No truck oh. sounds, yeah. That is, <clears throat> honestly, I don't give a fuck that you're here. Like, I'm so <laughs> unbelievably overjoyed that I don't have to deal with the constant low rumble with interspersed beeps and Uncle Mike snores. Truck starting and stopping, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, banging on my door. Fireworks. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, the fireworks July. episode was great. I was parked in Gary, Indiana, and you had just explosions everywhere. That's so, nice. So it was pretty, though. Yeah, well, you, you could hear it from inside of the truck. It sounded like little pings. Yeah, there were little pops, but it was, it was really strange sounding. It's not the worst sound effect to yeah. have. No, I forget what the episode Through, was about. Throughout, now. like... A quarter of the episode, it was just pa 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 and it we got through it though. Did y'all hit midnight like when the episode was recorded? No, this y'all just had to stop. This was Fourth of July where people don't wait for an arbitrary time limit. Well, that and right there in Gary, Indiana, where all the truck stops are, there's like four huge fireworks places, and it just signs for them because Gary, Indiana. Truck stops. Well, there's a lot of shooting of stuff in Gary, Indiana. Mm-hmm. 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 Thankfully, this night it was safe things. That's as right. As they're not fired at you. <sighs> Memories. <laughs> okay, you guys want to know why I read such a downer thing to you to start the show? I mean, it was interesting. But yeah, a downer. Because uh, technically, that is what uh, President... Uh, Richard M. Nixon, or uh, Dickie Nix, as he's better known, on the interwebs, was supposed to read that after uh, Buzz Aldrin and Neil Armstrong died, or, and or, were stranded on the moon, which we all know didn't happen. Um, uh, Sarah looks shocked. She thinks... They that, planned for that. That maybe it did happen. Yeah. That's what I said. They, they, were, they didn't have any faith in themselves. They were just like, we're going to write two alternate endings. That's what mm-hmm. I said. It's not like they wanted them to die up there. Like, they wanted them to be, like, martyrs for, like, the human race. Now, it, it would have, I, I think, that would have been a very moving, uh, you know, world coming together moment. Uh, but uh, I think the, the accomplishment of doing it is, is also, should have been a very world coming together moment, which... It's the, it's the it fact that a lot, most people just hate somebody else so much that it doesn't matter when something really awesome happens. It's like, fuck you, Jim. I don't it's just ugh. fuck you and your new baby. To be fair, it was a space race too. It's a bunch of countries trying to be the first people to get up there. Uh, so we're also kind of fighting to be mostly the first just one too. mostly just the two, just uh, just uh, the good old USA um, and uh, the the Russians, who who oddly enough we. We've been to Russia quite a bit, actually, on this show, and uh, yeah, we have. Yeah, I like it there. It's fucking weird. They will give children beer out of street kiosks. Um, to this day, yeah, it should be. A child can walk up with a mug and have a man with a beard fill it with beer, and then they can go on their merry fucking way. 
And cops are like, what's up, kid? And the kid's like, fuck you. And they're like, all right, have a good one. Exactly like that. Just don't. Fuck you, I'm a 12-year-old alcoholic. That's right. Just don't lure people into the woods to have sex with their dead bodies and eat them. Yeah, most of the time we go to Russia, it's uh, it's not under happy circumstances, <laughs> but... Uh, and know. in this one, like I was telling everybody here, is, is that uh, this is actually a uh, – like a, we're talking about a good guy. Like a guy that even though he was Russian behind the Iron Curtain, he was uh, someone of, of morals and fortitude and other uh, descriptive words for good things that people are. <laughs> so, so you think then – real quick, do you think then that that whole prepared speech was more – I mean obviously prudent planning – on their part, but more so for the fact that you probably can't put tricky dicky nicks in that kind of situation and expect them to say something worthwhile. You yeah, I mean? mm-hmm. it'd be better yeah. than him getting up there and not having and being like, <laughs> exactly. There's, there's, um, you couldn't he, never get he D- didn't GW seemed, either. he didn't, he didn't really seem like a, uh, a very, um, you know, smart man as a, is I mean, a, so yeah, he had writers. I mean, they all have writers. I don't know the guy, but uh, but I also it's not part of the job. I guess I wouldn't expect him to come up with a, a heartfelt memoriam for uh, two of the world's greatest heroes, um, Superman and Batman. Um, <laughs> That's so so much cooler, man. When they die, it's gonna be fucking just chaos. So, but the awesome, wonderful, and. Ruggedly handsome man that we're going to talk about tonight who hails from Russia. Yeah, not me this time. Mm-mm. Never, though, really. Is Go back and listen to a couple of them episodes there, Cheeky Nuts. Mm. <laughs> love it. Love it, love it, love it. Love every name he ever gives me, except for Chicken Fucker. <laughs> <laughs> That's the most romantic one. Yeah, but it's like, you know... It also kind of makes me a whore, I guess. It puts them out there on French Street is what it does. Mm. Why? Because I fuck chickens? Big deal. Uh, they the, do have fluffy butts. And back to, <laughs> back to the, the hero of communist Russia after the chicken fucking break <laughs> is Vladimir Mikhailovich Komarov. He is a, a man of some, some note. He was a Soviet test pilot. He was an aerospace engineer and... Of course, a cosmonaut. Now, the reason I want to talk about him after I just read the whole thing where we're supposed to be like, yeah, those guys were great. It's sad, though. Um, Because what I didn't say after I read that is that the plan was to then have some kind of clergy come on and and say some kind of of goodbye prayer, most likely akin to a burial at sea. And then communications to the stranded astronauts was to be uh, cut off. It just stopped. So you're up there. You're still alive. You can't get back, and we can't come get you. Bye. That's lame. Joe, thoughts? When you want no, someone that's, talking that's to you? Up. They couldn't even, like, Martian him, like, you know, mm-hmm. like, still keep texting him up there. Nope. And be like, yo, what's up? Like, nope. FaceTime him. You know why? FaceTime <laughs> Whatever they had back then. Chris and know. I were talking about this, and, and, and we think that's to, to protect the people down here that would be talking to these slowly either going mad or starving to death or whatever. Losing oxygen. That's, space that's definitely what's going to happen. They're going to starve to death and then go, or go insane first. Oh well, I mean, if their air could run out, their um, any number of I don't know, support, their their suits could full up, fill up with their poop. 
Yeah, they're not no. dying of old age mm-hmm. up there. Nope. No. Yeah. <laughs> Drown in an astronaut poop. That's how I want to go. Compared to what we have now, that was really primitive tech that they were sent up with. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure that... There's a lot of resources to keep it, like, running. The phone that I'm reading this story on is... Uh, magnitudes more powerful than any computer they had in any spaceship Running back then. Humans to like another ten t- times more world. than the Apollo. Oh, I'm I'm fucking sure. That's I'm sure. Insane. These supercomputers they had at that time were about as powerful as a TI-85 calculator and today. Filled what? warehouses. Yep. What? That blows my mind to think about the. Oh, they God. wrote most of the code for that. You ever see the picture? I forget her name, but it's the woman who like wrote like the giant like mountain of code that's like taller than her yeah. um, for the Apollo mission. Yeah, most of it was like mm-hmm. handwritten. That's wild. I mean, and and you think about the fact that that any year, it doesn't matter what year it is, like new, breaking, world, fucking renowned technology is still like the most awesome thing and you put all your trust into it, especially if you're one of these fucking scientist guys that got to come up and see it being made and talk to the scientists and all this other kind of shit, which you know they would do. I mean, I would try Mm -hmm. to do that Mm -hmm. if I was an astronaut jumping into a fucking firecracker to go to someplace else. I mean... I would want to talk to the people that made my shit, too. I mean... Get in this bullet, guys. See ya. Should I take you out for a beer? Make sure you're, you know, we're, yeah. we're good yeah. to go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Make sure they're stand-up people yeah, before right. they send you off. Oh, it's man. As soon as, you, as soon as they launch, it's like, yeah, fuck this, dude. But yeah. still, you know, what an let's asshole. Let's go get a pizza. I'm so glad yeah. you're yeah. gone. faith in it, though. And, and now to think about how primitive that shit was. I, yeah. Never even imagine. You got <laughs> like, to think, too, Buzz and Lance, they probably were prepared to die up there, too, if, like, they already have an announcement. They probably said, like, their goodbyes to their families and all that. was like, hey, I think this that's is... Also I mean, you're, you're, this is you're also, doing something so uh, new yeah, and, and you never tried by anyone. You're Not only are you rocketing off into space, which some have done, but you are landing on uh, a celestial body that is not your own. You're landing... On a rock that's hundreds of thousands of miles out there that you've only ever seen from the fucking ground, and you're supposed to get out and walk around on it, and then you're supposed to get back into the fucking goddamn firecracker that got you there and ride it, it back again. home. Yeah. <laughs> hope you landed properly. So yeah. it works again. So much but wrong. The, the Mars mission is not planned to come back. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Fuck. Well, it's planned to be a colonization. Yeah, sure. And and we'll actually That's the plan? Uh, <laughs> the, we'll, we'll actually kind of touch. There's just going to be a whole like community of people just up there just doing their thing. I don't know. Down here just I, I think it was only like four or it's five. It's just going to be nudists banging <laughs> like mad once they get up what there. What else are they going to have to do? Will. I mean, they have to make new marshes. See red. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, they're saying, even they're saying that the first ma- uh, manned mission to go up there for colonization <laughs> purposes is going to be all female, so that doesn't happen. Well, then how are we going to have new Martians? Do, do they not think they're going to have lesbians? Oh, and then they'll actually be I Martians mean, if they're born up there. Yeah. Now, and then like, you have, like, yeah. like yeah. bull dykes that are, like, running the place. If, because if you're born the American, you're are... American. If you're born on Mars, I mean, fuck it. Like, you got to be Martian. Dual citizenship <laughs> on two planets? That's yeah, awesome. Two. <laughs> Planetary dual citizenship is no, it's, it's totally legal to to buy beer at twelve on Mars. So that yeah, just uh, it's it's actually no, just, yeah. there's actually no legislation saying so you can do whatever you want yes. on Mars. I don't oh, think there's so any government set up yet up there. Then, then once the whole Mars colonization thing go, is done, yeah, hundred years past that, we're gonna have uh, you know, origin Earth deniers. 
Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, yes. So wait, well, you're telling me we came from that thing down there, covered what? with all Ever. that water and shit? Totally. Nah. Thanks. Totally. It, I, I totally see that happening. So wait, if it's all girls, are we supposed to see this as a girl power thing, or is like an anti-feminism thing? Like we're <laughs> social justice warriors. I, mean, I guess it depends on if like they were. I don't know, because like certain countries will like straight up condition your Olympic athletes from like the time where they couldn't choose whether oh, yeah. they were Olympic athletes or not. Hi, so Russia. if like right. yeah, so if like the women oh, chose it, it and wanted it, but if not, if we're forcing them, we're basically yeah. And uh, you know, as long as as long as thing. I can see what's happening on late night Cinemax, I'm you know I'm. I'm gonna be a better man for it. I know that. Loves boobs. I mean, yeah, everybody's everybody loves boobs, even people that have them. Yeah. You think mm. they'll set up a reality TV show for like the oh five my. people on? Oh, fucking Big Mars? Brother on Mars. Oh my god. Oh, you have to go out into the wasteland. But do you know? How, <laughs> do you know how heavily people would be into that shit? Because there's only five of them, so oh, you yeah. heavily identify with one of them, and you'd be like willing you make, to kill like, for five them different by the shows too. The <laughs> right. yeah. Not bad at all. It's it's like the it's Bachelor meets it. Survivor meets I don't know uh, the old Nickelodeon cartoon Doug meets Ink Master. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I love it, and I love every second of it, and um, I can't wait to see some space scissors. Love it. <laughs> so, <clears throat> uh, so we're talking about Vladimir Mikhailovich Komarov, and he, in October of 1964, commanded Voshkod 1, which was the first space flight to carry more than one crew member that actually went up into fucking space. He became the first cosmonaut to fly in space twice when he was selected as the solo pilot of the Soyuz 1. Which, um, it's, uh, this is where the story comes in of him. And I have to go to a different bookmark to get to that story. And I'm there. <laughs> I probably shouldn't have said nothing. Okay, so. He was a cosmonaut. He was set to go on this fucking uh, record-breaking and... Uh, you know, really important for Russia at the time, uh, space flight. Um, he had a good friend at the same time who was Yuri Gagarin. Gagar- G- yeah, Gagarin. Gagarin. Yeah. Um, we have fun when he pronounces Russian names. <laughs> uh, my, my tongue is already no good for Russia. Um, so there was a, a deep friendship between our, our two uh, striking Russian heroes, Komarov and Gagarin. Um, they would go out together, they drank together, they would hunt together. and Doesn't everybody it, in Russia drink together? And hunt That's together, true. and and yes. There's like one bar in the <laughs> wasteland. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like Everyone the goes there. They all sleep under the same bearskin blanket. In the whole country of <laughs> mm. They're all in first name basis and stuff. They all hop in their little Volvos and... That's just because their names are Vladimir. Yes. <laughs> What's up, Vlad? Not much, Vladimir. How about you? Amir. Oh, I'm all right today. Russia. We're all Vlads. Yeah, that's, we love you, Russia. That's how you, that's how you say goodnight in Russian. Um, so in 1967, both men were assigned to the same Earth-orbiting mission, and both knew that the capsule was garbage. So Komarov had told friends that he knew if he flew this mission that he would probably die, but he didn't want to back out of the mission because he didn't want his good friend and backup pilot Gagarin to die. So 
1967, the leader of the Soviet Union decided to stage a spectacular mid-space rendezvous between two Soviet spaceships. The plan was to launch a capsule, the Soyuz 1, with Komarov inside. The next day, a second vehicle would take off with two additional cosmonauts. The two would meet, dock, uh, Komarov would crawl from one to the other, exchanging places with someone else, and then he would come home in the second ship. Um, it was set to go off on the 50th anniversary of the Communist Revolution, which is kind of a set date. That's not something that you can, ah, we'll we need another week or something. We'll bet. So the, the communist leader at the time, which I will attempt to say his name because I am a sucker for punishment. Leonid, I got that part good. Uh, well, uh, Brezhnev. Ha ha! Right. Yeah. It sounds right. You yeah, people sure. are not giving me the faces I wanted after saying that. <laughs> <laughs> so Brezhnev hoped that, uh, you know, this would be fucking cool to do on the 50th anniversary of the old sickle and, what was it? Like a hat? It was star. I think it was a hat. So, uh, the problem here was that uh, Gagarin uh, was already also a, a hero. Uh, he was the first man ever in space. And he and some senior technicians of the, the, the trip, the fucking thing that they're going to do, um, they really inspected the spaceship and found... 203 structural pro- problems. <laughs> <laughs> Serious like problems. Yes. Shit. Serious problems that would make this machine dangerous to navigate in space. 202 yeah. it would have passed inspection. Yes, exactly. Three, still too much when it's a fucking goddamn iron can that's sending yeah. me into the cosmos. That you're cannoning into space. Oh, fuck. It's, it's got to even be a modest statement to say that it would make it difficult to navigate in space. Um, <laughs> you know? I think the paper of the checklist of things. Yeah. But I mean, cases. it is pretty easy to screw up a rocket. I mean, I w- 203 separate I could times. press a button too hard and fuck some shit up. I mean, but we're also talking about this is like, yeah, this in is the like 60s, yeah. communist Russia. Exactly. One of these guys that is, is set to maybe fly this thing was the first man ever in space. Yeah. But they so. specifically call engineers this kind of engineer for a reason. It's not that they are not smart enough to learn the rest of this shit. It's just, I mean, it's like specialized doctors. That's, you're, that's true. Again, we're talking about communist problems, Russia. Problems yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's, a rocket engineer. Well, not to mention, if everyone screws up one thing, but they think they're the only one leaving the nut or the bolt out, then like suddenly <laughs> yeah. you got two hundred. It's like when so you're only one guy peeing <clears throat> in the pool. <laughs> when you're the only one that did leave the nut out, you can be like, eh, nobody's going to notice that. And yeah. You can walk away and you can feel okay. But then when uh, somebody everyone else's does every ten minutes. miss nut is the one that makes the thing not fucking fly anymore, then you're like, ooh, maybe I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> so. <clears throat> They all agreed that it should be postponed. The question was, uh, who would tell <clears throat> uh, Brezhnev? Well, Gagarin wrote a 10-page memo and gave it to his best friend in the KGB, whose name... Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> Vinyamin Roshayev. Mm, I'm right. getting fucking good at that. Yay. <laughs> but cheered this time. nobody wanted to send this memo up the chain of command 
to the, their leader. Because well, that's kind of not how communism works. Right? No, you're, communism you're works as do. hey, uh, <laughs> we're going to do this, and because uh, what you said was stupid, like whatever. <laughs> and then, uh, but tell no, well, you don't get to eat. Tell tonight. my wife that I loved her uh, dearly. Uh, after you shoot me in the head, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> man, Russia sounds awesome. I heard things. Mm. I heard things. Mm-hmm. I don't have to be here. born here. God damn. <laughs> I know. There's plenty of reasons. Yes, like your parents had sex here. Mm. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you want to break it down to layman's terms and stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about fucking. Just Russia broke, yo. Apparently, it was after a Tool concert, from what I'm told. Wow. Nice. You are yeah, young. I know too much already. That's a good story, though. That's right. It's one of the only bands I will even ever still pay to go see. They're fucking amazing live. They're just flawless. All right. We like Tool. Continue. Tool Corner. That is what your guys' podcast is going to be called. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to man. the Tool cast. There's too many different things that could represent. So y'all can yeah, have many like, different... Like, you guys Subject. are fucking tools. I like playing on words. Say, we're talking well. about tools, tools, <laughs> and the band tool. That's right. And we. How do you like <laughs> impact drivers? I like them okay. Um, <laughs> so, so, nobody wanted to, to send this up the chain of command. So, everyone who saw that memo, including uh, Rosheyev, was demoted, fired, or sent to diplomatic Siberia. Fucking wow. Nice. Because Siberia is where you want to be a diplomat. Siberia is where you are sent when they don't give a fuck mm. about you. Hey, penguin. <laughs> Truce. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> or mm. tiger. Or yeah, I was about to say, it's where the tigers are, right? Starving ass wolf. Or, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Stop eating pick. my leg. Or just nature in general. You're and then, fucked. And then sign this treaty. The fuck. So with less than a month to go before the launch... Uh, Komarov realized that postponement was just not an option whatsoever. So he then met with uh, Rosiev, who is now the demoted KGB agent, and he said, I'm not going to make it back from this flight. He already knew it. And then so Rosiev asked, why not refuse to go? And Komarov answered, well, if I don't make this flight, they'll send the backup pilot, which as I've already explained, was his good friend, Yuri Gagarin. Uh, and he couldn't do it to his friend. He couldn't send his friend up to die for sure. He says, that's Yura, and he'll die instead of me. We've got to take care of him. Komarov wow. then bursts in, into tears. Wild as hell, yeah. Wow. He's like, I'm going to die so that my best bud doesn't have to die. And uh, I wouldn't do that for you, Chris. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Like, oh yeah, you want to send Chris mm-hmm. something? That's cool, yeah. man. Yeah. No, he's gonna be fine. Go for it, yeah. man. Bye, Chris. Into a past inspection. That's so right. Go for <clears throat> You're still fine. Oh, say can you, you see? <laughs> On launch day, April 23rd, 1967, a Russian journalist, uh, Yar- Yaroslav Golovanov, <laughs> yeah. Um, no. We're going with it. Golovanov. He was a journalist of something, and he had that name that Joe just corrected me on. <laughs> he had reported that Gagarin actually showed up to the launch site and was demanding to be put into a spacesuit. No one was expecting, expecting him to fly at all because he was the backup, and they had their guy there. So uh, afterwards, a lot of people... We're thinking that he was just trying to muscle his way into the flight so that he could save his friend Komarov. But 
the uh, Soyuz left Earth with Komarov on board instead. Once it began to orbit the Earth, that's when uh, the, as we like to call them on this show, the oopsies, or the uh-ohs, or the ah. <laughs> so first, the antennas didn't open. Uh, so power was compromised. Uh, that made navigation a little difficult. The next day's launch had to be canceled. So the people that were supposed to be sent up into space to go retrieve him didn't go. <laughs> All the while, U.S. intelligence was listening in because Cold War. The National Security Agency had a facility at Air Force One base at an Air Force base near Istanbul. And previous reports said that the U.S. listeners in Istanbul knew something was wrong, but they couldn't quite make out all the words. Um, hmm. They, what they had overheard, one, uh, one, one man, where's his fucking name? Uh, an NSA analyst, Perry Felwalk? Felwalk. That's a stupid name. It gave you almost as much trouble as the Russians. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> He dis- he he had heard it, the the live goddamn sound of it, and it was a, uh, it was Komarov telling ground control officials that he knew that he was about to die. Huh. They had the Soviet so premier Alexei Kusaygin. They called him on a video phone to tell him that he was a hero up there, which I'm sure made him uh, much happier with his situation. (laughs) But you're a hero. Yeah. At least. But hey, guy, bye. We have dinner plans. The people you'll never see again think you're great. But hey, you're going to be talked about on a podcast. (laughs) That's right. Someday, some asshole's going to say some stupid shit about you. That's probably not even true. (laughs) And you will be immortalized for that. I commend you, sir. Like Christopher Columbus, though. Mm-hmm. You know, he... That's, that's what happened there. He stole mm-hmm. pasta from the Chinese. Um, <laughs> that's so, his biggest crime yet. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, that and probably all kinds of slavery. Yeah. Oh, yeah that's just the imagine. time. I don't yeah, know if that's me. true. He, he, he drove a boat. <laughs> Sign of the times. Dro- who did it? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Boat drivers. He didn't really drive it. That would insinuate he knew where he was going. <laughs> yeah. He just kind of like let the wheel spin and then stopped it where he thought it looked okay. I also There's don't think... There's a UFO story that yeah. goes along with that, though. Uh, yeah, that was not the time or place to bring that up. You son of a bitch, I hate you. But I thought God, I thought this was going to be cool and you ruined everything. <sighs> no, I'm joking. What? I was just a joke. God. Now we got to you know throw in a little... Hint about a murder, and Mm-mm, it'll this wrap is, it all up. This has just gotten awkward as shit. I mean, it kind of is a murder. It's, it's, you guys think you could, like, know. drift on, like, a space shuttle? Like, the little space capsule? I mean, with... Yeah, yeah, like, you, like, you, like, you, like, like cut off the engine, and you, like, throw well, the but to, side, oh. you, like, you, like, drift around the but earth. But to drift... <laughs> they already have limited like everything. <laughs> but you also need... You also need to be, uh, you know... Drifting is, lo- is intentionally losing traction. So there's no you, traction. Yeah, You're in you space. There's, have... there's no. So you could. But I mean, in a, in a like a physical you like orientation, you could drift in yeah. a sense based on. Like, yeah. Why not? Is, Corbett is seventeen thousand miles an done. hour. That's a yeah. hell of a drift, dude. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it just falls like apart. 
Uh, it feels like nothing because you're in space and there's right. no up, down, left, or right. Right. So when mm. you think about the fact that it's 17,000 miles an hour and then you imagine like, well, you, you see the movies where the dude gets plopped out the back end and it just looks like he's just... No, that's Floating happening on. at 17 mm-hmm. plus thousand miles an hour. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, because you're still moving. <laughs> I mean, wild uh, as fuck. Yeah. The reason that uh, you, you, you float in space is, isn't because of the absence of gravity. It's because you are quite literally always in a state of falling mm-hmm. um <clears throat> which is why you you float it's not because there's some magical thing that's given or taken away it's that you are always just falling no matter what because there is no up down left or right well, which is crazy so to think you're about falling because there is no up down left or right so <clears> exactly you're so either you're... falling or jumping very high or this is making me try very hard <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah you have no idea all right back <sighs> to the lecture at hand back Perfection is perfected. <laughs> I'm gonna let him understand. Um, that is it's, always from a young G's perspective, though. That's before you guys' time. Stand before me, digging a bitch. I have to find a contraceptive. <laughs> um, <clears throat> uh, Snoop Dogg. Uh, so his wife was also on this super sad call that we just laughed over to talk about what to say to their kids. Uh, yeah, right. Bummer. Thanks for making me feel terrible about it. You, you know what's going to make you feel even worse? <laughs> We're about to listen uh, to the recorded in Istanbul audio file of Komarov's last moments in space. Oh, Unless cool. you're Russian, don't freak out that you can't understand what they're saying. That's right, because they're they're speaking in in Russian, and it's it's somewhat garbled and uh, not very good quality. And press play. Before those <clears throat> those last sets of beeps, there uh, start beeping them. It's uh, the point where his capsule began its descent, and the parachutes failed to open. Um, he's he's absolutely uh, saying uh, some choice words to the people that put him up in this fucking tin can. Um, some translators hear him say uh, heat is rising in the capsule. He also uses the word killed, saying that the engineers had killed him. Um, he hit the ground at full velocity of coming into uh, to our fucking earthly realm, and his body was was quite literally um li- it was liquefied it, <laughs> it was straight it was straight liquefied that one caught me off guard on impact and uh all that was left of uh of Komarov's body 
was um, like two or three random like bones, like a piece of a shin bone and a piece of an elbow and something else. I will now uh, very quickly pass around the picture of his his remains. Oh, so um, cool. Yeah. Wow. That's... Uh, oh, shit. That's... It's serious. That is all that's left of that, man? Yeah. You know, when you say only pieces of bones remain, yeah. you know what it makes no. me think of is... Um, and this is... It's, it may seem really off at first, mm-hmm. but... Uh, the Japanese technique of hardening your bones, mm-hmm. of hitting things, and you know to break up the little the little spongy like material so that when right. it heals over, it heals over as more like a plate, mm-hmm. right? So perhaps those pieces of bone that survived were like places like the shin, like where he hit himself a lot, just doing dumb shit, uh, like you know your elbow, where you bump into shit all the time, and it just happens to have calcified over, so that piece is stronger. I mean, maybe. I don't know. I mean, it's just I popped into my head. I certainly don't see why not. Other than maybe he was a martial artist. And maybe he was a martial artist. You know what? Just another thing for him to be like great at. Go yeah, kick some alien ass up there in I, space. I was One about to say the, the good name of Mother Russia. I, I think that this brings us to the conspiracy uh, portion of our show, and where this is where we have to decide uh, what clan the ninjas that actually killed him came from. Sweet. Hmm. Rebuttal. Sarah, go. Rebuttal for what? <laughs> Wait, ninjas? Eh, wrong. James, <laughs> go. About the ninjas? Eh, wrong. Joe, go. <laughs> Fuck. Dragon Man, Clan. this is hard. Sweet. Joe wins. Nothing. Wow. <laughs> Dragon Clan, it's not. But that was the lightning round. He was at least kind of on subject. Yep, I mean, you got. You guys failed miserably. Yeah, you guys. <laughs> you that guys, freaked me out. <laughs> and he stared really hard. <laughs> Welcome to the wheat cast. <laughs> you guys no, are just lucky about. I forgot my taser at home. That would have been preferable to your stare. Honestly. Sarah, what? <laughs> no, stop. <laughs> what is it? Um, so... Uh, I, I thought I had uh, bookmarked something else uh, that I want to go here. So since – oh, wait. There it is. Huh, I did. Is that why we got the lightning round? So no. you can find this It's not. That, it actually that – actually, here, Here's others' pains because you failed. It was a work in Zach Morris timeout. That was – it, it actually made it longer uh, for me to find this. Um, yeah, <laughs> You're so focused just, on bringing other people pain. There's no focus involved in this, Sarah. Come on. <laughs> this is all just, just fucking – He's Google searching as he goes. That's Mouth poop. Two hundred and three faults. They did kill that man. Like he was saying oh, yeah. that he killed him. No, they did kill that man. Well, technically, was it them? Because once they found out, everyone collectively was just like, "Now nah, we shouldn't." And then the one dude was like, eh, "No, but it's the fiftieth anniversary. That's yeah. right. People are gonna die, but it's it's this date." Like so that guy was a sociopath for sure. As uh, you someone know. killed mm-hmm. him. Uh, someone down the line definitely murdered that man. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, he, the, everybody was 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 screaming yet yet, and he yet. was like, "Da." <laughs> I mean, as we have oh. mentioned on the show before. Uh, uh, most of the time, it's a, it's a high percentage of people in like high positions, CEO and things like that, where they have to basically govern a bunch of people below them and make life decisions mm-hmm. for other people. They're generally fucking sociopaths, straight up. So, I mean, like, so you get certain, that high up, like exactly, psychologically graded care. sociopaths. It's, yeah, it, it's, because otherwise you have empathy and you're like, oh, 
And then, but you can't. And then you lose money. Yeah, and then you're <laughs> you not a legally exactly. defined fucking corporation. So you just say, "Oh, money's just gone. It yeah. just hemorrhages." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> indeed. So this this brings me to um, not something that we needed for Komarov because uh, he he met his end when he met the Earth, but it brings me to what do we do with a body if someone on the International Space Station, let's say they get sick. Or, um, you know, they get into, like, a barroom brawl and they catch, like, a broken bottle to the face or something. Uh, and they're dead. They're in space. They're with other people that are in this very small fucking, like, two-room apartment-sized living quarter. What do you do with a dead body? Sarah, go! Eat them. Okay. Just off the ship. <laughs> you know, that's that's actually a, that's not a terrible idea. Just I mean, you'd have to figure out the whole it. space vacuum, but... No. Yeah, we could we could jettison them in the they space. They would just no, spin honestly, forever and eventually probably, probably run into them again in orbit. But I mean, they'd bounce off an asteroid sometime. Yeah, they're point. gone. That would Once be they're awkward. There, they're if you remember, back. seventeen thousand miles an hour. Make sure you push them the they're... right way, like <laughs> out right. that way. That's right. Really tough. So you were saying no. as shooting them out into space. I, no, I feel like it's a spaceship. They probably have like different like air sealed things. I'm sure they could like get something to like that's like air sealed. They do not. Joe, rebuttal. The they could. Uh, <laughs> right. I mean, maybe. Well, James, maybe no even if they did that, it's slowly going to decay regardless. Put yeah, them in the cryogenics. <laughs> that's too much resources. Jason, go rebuttal. A body decays a lot faster in a vacuum. Oddly enough, does it? Oh, yes. Really? Yes. I, See, I figured it would. Yeah, I'm with you. I didn't instantly. know that. Yeah. Well, is a no. The thing is, uh, let's say you're out on a spacewalk. Uh, I'm looking right at you, Chris. Let's say that you are out on a spacewalk, um, and you're having a great time because you're bouncing with all your buds at a barbecue. Mm-hmm, that's right, mm-hmm, spacewalk mm-hmm. humor. Um, that's a, a bouncy house thing that fills with air that you jump in. The Jupiter jumps. Um, that's not a thing that anybody's ever called cats. ever. They do no. call it Jupiter jumps. Wherever they call that, they're dumb. <laughs> they're spacewalks. It's like the Kmart brand. That's right, Jupiter <laughs> no, jumps. That, the Kmart brand's probably You're... the spacewalk that got big. Because what's more creative? Think about that. It's, it's, Which one sounds better? I don't know. I mean, we were always too poor to get one. Yeah, but, um, <laughs> you rent them. You don't buy them. I almost died. Oh, I know. Look at your we wouldn't know. Bill. We were too poor. <laughs> we were too poor to rent them. I went to some kid's house that had one, and while they were deflating it, I, my dumbass jumped in it and mm-hmm. got wrapped up in the... Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was scary. And now you're dead, and this is hell. It was scary. <laughs> I think that's lack of oxygen, maybe why. I don't know. Mm, that's it. I'm sure of it. <laughs> so uh, Chris is out in space he's fixing I don't know their cable line or something like that so they can watch the jig. they can watch Dancing with the Stars and a micro meteorite comes speeding through he doesn't even see it doesn't even feel it just goes through his fucking suit because holy shit everything out there is fucking terrifying it's like Australia the bigger place and 17,000 <laughs> 17,000 miles, miles an hour yes. yeah, <laughs> yeah. so stop it his spacesuit has now the lightning round <laughs> his spacesuit has now been punctured and he is going through a uh, a very quick decompression and he blows up like a balloon which does actually happen his eyeballs pop out his blood literally vaporizes into a gas through his skin in less than 3 seconds 
but it takes them an extra five to actually die from it. This sounds absolutely oh, horrid. I'm so we, sorry. And this yeah. didn't even happen. Yeah, no, it's it's bad what happens to people when there's no atmosphere. It's very... Jesus. So now we got a dead, bloated, gross Chris inside his fucking spacesuit. Well, what do we do with him? Do you even retrieve that? You just cut the line. No, I me. I say bye bye. Yeah, there's no open casket for that. Like, but even if you do bring it, but back. there's a problem with that. It's just like shriveled up. It looks like the worm from SpongeBob. There's a, a suit <laughs> that actually is very good, and I can't wait to see that in real life. There's a very good reason why we don't just let people float off uh, into the distance, and that's because we are now releasing a an extreme fucking biohazard into. I don't know, whatever, wherever, for it to uh, affect whatever and wherever. I would never have thought about that. Yeah, you are uh, you are a disgusting thing of terrible now. No offense, but aren't we humans since when do we give a shit about anyone else but ourselves? Okay. I'm what not if, saying what I if it personally comes, don't. But what if it comes back Fair to point. bite humanity on Oh, the you're butt. saying what if like you pick up some celestial or... shit that's like Grody and mm-hmm. bring it back? And then now we have... And just a uh, dead body barreling through the yeah. atmosphere. Giant space ants. Breeds with some other crazy mm-hmm. space bacteria and creates like the planet of the, of the bugs in fucking Starship Troopers or some crazy shit. Oh, man. You but know? then we get to see the sex scenes in Starship Troopers again. They were terrible. I I don't want to see that. That was was my first rated R movie I ever snuck into. Really? Yeah. Sorry. We it was me and two other kids, and uh, a guy walked in uh, to check people because I guess we. I mean, we didn't buy tickets for it, so they knew no one was supposed to be in there. And he saw us, and he went, "All right." (laughs) And he walked out. He did not get paid enough to care. Exactly. Like, what is he going to do? Kick us out? We're there to see boobies and such. The first one was great, though. I still love it. It's it's camp. It's camp for camp's sake, and that's what camp is for. People know what camp is. I Mm -hmm. thought I was the only one. No, that's where you go and you learn archery and you get your first kiss under the tree by that guy. I take it back. I take it all back. Mm -hmm. Only the cool kids know. I never heard that before. I just nodded like (laughs) So we can't just fucking send you off on your merry way. Well, now we got to bring you inside. And inside is where we live. And you're still a biohazard. So do we keep you in a space a spacesuit that, uh, you know, we could suck everything? No, you fucking, you do, you, it gets gross quick. You become people soup in a vacuum very fast. Um, well, the only other uh, option right now, because NASA has no contingency plan whatsoever for a dead body in space. Maybe they think it's, it's uh, you know, it's bad mojo to to even put that out there. No, all this prudent planning we're talking about. Why 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 skip that? Over? Yeah, like, they that made a whole speech. I think people. There's been several movies and there were about no bolts yeah. missing. Well, it's a very real possibility. Because you, I guess, uh, there maybe there is a superstitious bunch. They don't want to put out into the ether that um, we have a thing that can deal with this happening because then we don't want to deal with it happening. At first, my my thought process was going to <clears throat> this whole um, respect for the religions thing mm-hmm, mm-hmm, where they mm-hmm. would have their own things that they want to do with the body or whatever. But then again, space protocols, I mean, we got to do what we got to do. Fuck you guys. I don't, I don't know what the fuck to tell you. Type of shit. We, you know, I don't. I don't. Space is like uncharted territory. Yeah, whatever. I, I, I would imagine, and and this is just like a very, a very small amount of sociopath that's in me, is that I, you would have to account for everything, even the bad stuff, and 
if if it can happen, it's going to happen eventually. Eventually, yeah. somebody like I said, it doesn't have to be a traumatic thing that that takes this uh, you know theoretical astronaut name Chris Berrios out. It could be like uh, you know maybe he had the flu and he went up and nobody noticed until he was there. And now you've got the flu, you've got a super fever, you don't have the right medications to deal with it, and you're dead. So like pneumonia, anything like that. So there was a. Uh, a there's an astronaut who is also a, a physician who said that the most likely scenario uh, to happen would be you would take the body and put it into the coldest, darkest part of the ship where they store all the trash because that's it keeps the smell down. And the next time that they send uh, – like they send little shuttles up to collect uh, trash from the International Space Station and things like that because they don't just shoot them out into space. Was it unmanned? Um I, I, maybe. It's a little space garbage, man. Like someone's I'm, official job. Well, like the, the space thing, garbage guy. The thing that yeah. tells me that it's unmanned is that... It's got to pay fat. <laughs> <laughs> he, he further he, he further says that the the shuttle with the trash on it is burned in, in the atmosphere on its on its return. Uh, so okay. the body would then That's easy. go the way of, of common, you know, banana peels. Cremate. Maybe right. a little cremation. So... Uh, a a university uh, somewhere, I think it's in Norway's uh, region. Uh, they were paid to come up with uh, a a concept, a design for something to use to take care of a dead body in space. And what they came up with, I think, is one of the most ingenious fucking things I've ever heard. It is a a freeze drying cremation. What they do is they would put your now dead body into a body bag of sorts. They would put you out on an arm into the vacuum negative coldness of space. Your entire body would freeze dry in seconds. Then the arm vibrates like a fucking paint shaker. (laughs) And just, it completely breaks you apart just into little tiny frozen people dust. You are then able to be stored and brought back for whatever kind of burial your god needs. Just don't confuse them with the freeze-dried ice cream. Don't well, accidentally take a bite of your condom. Or do, and get obsessed with that, and become space's first serial killer slash ice cream people eater. Listen, man, all I'm saying is, how do people taste? Probably like pork, I'm guessing. I don't know I how, we how the freeze-drying would work. Um, Joe, what, what did Big Joe say? I think he said it was, uh, it was similar to like a... In between a pork and a beef. Wait, Big mm-hmm. Joe. Big, oh, Big Joe, Joe eat a man. Big Joe Metheny. Big Joe Metheny. He Wait. was uh, he cooked people for other people he worked with. He had a, a, a little barbecue hamburger stand, and he That's killed not something you casually say. He killed some prostitutes. <laughs> well, we uh, he he put their their meat in uh, Tupperware containers, and then he cooked and served it. And people fucking loved Big Joe's barbecue. That's what I'm saying, man. Like, how do people taste? Like, obviously, you can't eat a person. You know, you can never... I mean, you say that, that. but we we know many people that... Not personally. But (laughs) Um, we know um, many people who have eaten people. No, no, but morally... I'm saying morally, (laughs) you can't... You can't eat a person. I mean... Unless you're trying to survive. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're up in the mountains or somewhere, there's like a plane crash or something. You can't feel and eat a person. Yeah. 
If you find a dead guy like freshly dead, yeah, well, you can eat him. Nah, man. I, I still feel like I'd go someone pretty hard if I found out they eat someone. Like, yeah, man, I just found this, like, dead crackhead by the train tracks. Decided <laughs> so to grill him up real put quick, on, you know. Him, like, grill him up pizza. with the boys, put some Andouille sausage on there, you know what I'm saying? All right, so. I'd be like, dog, I'm not talking to you I mean, anymore. He's, he's, <laughs> like, he took the time to season, though. <laughs> like, it's the guy that's like, so I took a bite. <laughs> you know, blah blah hey, yeah, blah. Yeah, took a bite. Who has him? That's know? right. Okay, what would you judge him more for? Taking a bite out of the crackhead while he's still in the alley, or going home seasoning the crackhead and There's then so cooking him and people, him? Man, I, f- I feel like I want to know how it tastes, but I'm not going to do it. I don't I mean, condone it. There are entire tribes of people that do this on the radio. And I don't condone it. And we have cell phones <laughs> and television. Yeah, man. So I, I have a virtual a, reality headset. That's Your a fair trade. Sexy, and therefore you don't have to eat people. That's right. You yeah, don't have I to. Do. <laughs> you don't have to. I low-key want to, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, I, I very high-key want to. Dude. I just don't have the balls yeah, I nev- to do yeah, it. Yeah, I never could. Um, I very die. much want to know how that tastes. There are legal ways there was a Japanese man. Yeah, morally, there, man, it's the morals. It's not really just write it into your will that you would allow it, and then whoever comes to claim it can do it. There was a Japanese man who wanted to taste people. He wanted to also give the opportunity to taste people to others that wanted that opportunity. So he found these people. He made them sign all kinds of fucking paperwork and pay all kinds of money. He then got uh, a section of his buttock surgically removed. They cooked it. They had a big fancy dinner, and the angels rejoiced. I guess this man is smart. I just thought about that. I was like, "What about all the amputees?" So wait, so this man ate himself. So like he signed up, and then he cooked his ass and served it up. Yes, buttocks. Yes. Oh, you can say ass. That's fine. (laughs) So Jason, what you're telling me is this guy got people to pay to eat his ass. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> yes. Awesome. Holy shit. Bro, you can eat my ass. Okay, uh, yeah. 20K. <laughs> yeah, that's that's. Would you cut... Wait, if they were paying bank, would you cut off a chunk of yourself? Just a chunk you didn't I, care about? I mean, like they, a pinky wait, toe. Oh, wait, 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 I was wait, about to say, wait, if they wanted to like, pay you if they wanted to, to take cut, a no, chunk. No, 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 no. Wait, wait, like wait so the, paying, dude, the dude is paying... If you got money and you could cut off part of yourself and feed people. But like, and you could choose what part. You could choose what part. I don't know what part I don't no. care about. Like, no, I, I care about all of it, dude. I want to lose any of me. I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go like, uh, like maybe you can cut like into the thigh, like, like meat like or something. Or you can like fillet you my get, like, a free or something. Tummy talk? Not meat. That is that's Fat. that's gristle. Yeah. You don't want to be eating people gristle. If I'm gonna eat people, I want it to want be good. Gristle, what if they were willing to pay? Oh, just that to well taste marbled human. filet mignon. Then you know what? If they were just paying to taste human, they can all lick my ass, and then that's. I think there's a, there's a reason, and this is called, coming from a culinary standpoint, there's a reason to go for the ass cheek versus, let's say, like the thigh muscle or the calf muscle or the bicep. And this is also the reason uh, that red meat is red meat and white meat is white meat, is those are the muscles on the animal that get the most work. Mm-hmm. So if you think about it in the form of a chicken, leg and thigh, chicken only runs around. It doesn't do a lot of flying. So breast and wing is white, leg and thigh is dark. So you'd have like certain parts of you that you would be able to choose from. Well, it culinarily, it just makes sense that maybe this might have, uh, uh, which is also why you can eat a male chicken, but they don't generally. They're called roosters, but yes, capon. If you eat them, they're called a capon. Well, if you don't eat them, they're if called you see them in a store. They're called cocks. 
Yeah, so yeah, that's true. That's true too. Uh, so they're just a little tougher. Thank so you, James. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I needed someone Top to tier. make that joke. And, uh, and, and the more work, the tougher the meat, the mm-hmm. more connective tissue, like, which like is the, why a cow the, has to be roasted most of the time and it's slow almost, cooked. It's almost like uh, the the dark meat is is more internally already pre cooked because of the uh, the the what you call it acid that. You know what I had the um oh you know? uh fuck no uh, we're not we're not fish dude no 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 it's no, the it's acid that builds up when you work out lactic right? lactic, lactic acid. acid that's what it is that's what makes that's, it's the burn that's, <laughs> that's, right, that's right. what makes you feel the burn that's what makes you vote for Bernie Sanders but how would that mean that that you're so that so you're what you're saying because <laughs> it's 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 burning with like acid ceviche? and yes yes like ceviche a thing that I don't know what that is the ceviche is like that's a when you little, cook fish using lime yeah little oh, chunks of fish or shrimp or, sure I have lime oh, coursing through my veins and I yeah. often use it when I work out and, and that's that's like uh, the lutefisk which I brought up uh periodically on the show Ew. where they bury uh some Scandinavian fish in uh, piss for a year and then they dig it up and eat it no no no, no. that's good you, no you're thinking of uh the uh, Greenland shark. Awful. It's super high in ammonia, which is why it smells like piss. Right. They bury it to let it ferment to get all that ammonia out. Wait, so I've been Awful. eating piss fish for years. If that's Greenland shark, no one said don't even anything. Have to. <laughs> no, people have said plenty. People have told me the opposite of what I just heard. No, I go. They say, "What's up, piss fish?" That's right. <laughs> and I'm all like. I don't know. I was going to eat some piss fish later if you'd like to join me. <laughs> Everybody's no like, no, no. And hey, that, it's that piss fish guy walking around. And so is it yeah. just the sharks that, that are swimming around Greenland waters? Is that what a Greenland shark is? Or a Greenland shark is a, deep, is a deep water shark that stays near the Arctic. So there's only a handful of nations that can actually fish for them. Right. Greenland right. being... Having the most areas for why they taste like that? Why they have such a high ammonia content? Is it environmental? Oh no, no, they 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 do. It's partly environmental. It also prevents other creatures from trying to eat them. Mm -hmm. Ah, so So defensive as well. Okay, that's their shit. You don't want bears taking your piss fish. So we shouldn't eat that. (laughs) (laughs) We should. We We have other things we can go for. I can pee on all kinds of food. Don't worry about it, Chris. We'll take care of it later. So I think the the. The freeze drying and then vigorous shaking like of of the body to make basically just cold ash. It seems very energy efficient. Exactly, and uh, and and like I mean, it's not very hard to design something that just holds you out there. And then yeah, but how would you control? The fact that you don't have traction or gravity, how would you control a big thing on your ship just shaking something violently? Well, it, it's it's like a like a cell phone vibration kind of thing. It's not like a like a whipping of of the bag. <laughs> it just Although it that can, can, can for comedy probably got some little yeah. thrusters on there for some stabilization. Yeah. I mean, there's there's got to be a button that says we're we're doing the dead body thing that you know, <laughs> and it we're doing the dead body. It stabilizes it. So you think maybe they'd have to like fire little baby thrusters in both directions so that it would yeah, it's probably like they probably like adjust for like every like time the thing shakes right, it like boosts left or something. Yeah. I mean, if it, when you said paint can shaker, those things are pretty fucking violent. Well, I, I, I think I'm I was just being a little bit more uh, you know visually image, descriptive as far as what would be shaking you. But uh, I, I like your firing babies out of the side of the ship to, to write it. That's, <laughs> that's something I bet they haven't. We're doing more dead body well. things. That's right. Ooh, dead baby jokes. Harder since I'm a dad now, but still funny. <laughs> still funny. Funny, but stings just a little bit. Mm. Classic. Like when I pee. Yeah. 
on your piss <laughs> piss fish. That's right. <coughs> piss and fish, like the taste of fish and the taste of not that I would know what the taste of piss tastes like. Hey, but I mean when you not, think that that would be the worst. I'm with not fish? here to judge anyone's sexual no. orientation. <laughs> My sexual orientation is piss fish. Yes, that's right. That's how I roll. I <laughs> am sexually aroused <laughs> by not just piss. Not just fish. Piss Both fish. together in the same Tupperware. <laughs> <laughs> Hard as a rock. <laughs> just thinking about it just makes me... Ugh. Hard as a glacier. <sighs> so, there have been, of course, other space tragedies since uh, Komarov. There. Since? Well, yeah, there was the the what? teacher that blew yeah. up in space. Yeah, right, 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 right. It was not in five but others. This was I like super early. That, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm not pulling the phone back out. They so went to, they the sent a teacher, but it blew yeah. up in the atmosphere. Right. Yeah. So and it, it was a teacher and like four or five other people. I yeah. Watched that while I was in yeah, school. Same. We saw that live on television in school when that went off on Channel One. Wow, isn't that the? Yeah. Is that like the worst thing? Is it the worst thing that I've seen? No. Oh. I know it's not the worst thing you've seen. No. Undoubtedly. I've, I've seen terrible things in real life. Um, <laughs> but I mean, like, as a, as a tiny person. I, uh, well, yeah, I don't think I quite understood oh, yeah, that, that there were really people inside that thing or that it was real at all or anything. I mean, at, at that age, yeah. it's so kind of hard. Awkward. Yeah, we were fucking yeah. super young. This is, I, I, matter of fact, like 86. Six, seven ish, somewhere around there. I would have been like, yeah, I would have been like six, six or seven ish. Like, oh, a rocket time. blew up. That's because it was a big deal that we that's, that we were getting to watch TV video. in school. Yeah. So like, so, <laughs> I remember that shit. It was just like, whoa, that's, years, that's that's crazy. Yeah, you don't okay. put two and two together. You know what astronauts are. You mm-hmm. know they got to get in the rocket. You know the rocket goes up, but you don't put two and two together. You're, you're in fucking school. You got your friends around you. You got shit mm-hmm. happening. You don't want to be there. Blah, 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 blah. And you just said the Pledge of Allegiance. Yada, yada, yada. And then you see this shit. And then, and then you're like, I mean, yeah, it's, it's why is, surreal, why is Miss Kramer crying? Whatever. I'm going to make a fart sound. Exactly. It's <laughs> not because you really understand what, mm-hmm. what's happening. Because that, I believe, is uh, is tied with the other disaster that I feel really bad that I don't have here that I can talk about or remember. But there oh, was the there... one where uh, Sandra Bullock and George Clooney got yes, <laughs> yes, that was a terrible movie. What a, what a disaster! <laughs> oh, I like Sandra Bullock. Clooney will be missed. Yeah. Poor, poor George <laughs> drifted away out there at seventy thousand miles an hour. Never seen it. Jesus yeah, Christ! Made it back. Oh, oh my bad. Oh. <laughs> I thought you were talking. I know about, you're really looking forward to that movie too. I thought you were talking about Star Wars. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I don't remember them being in yeah, it. Yeah, George Clooney <laughs> and Sandra Bullock, the famous Star Wars Jedi's. I'm, I'm just <laughs> the famous Star Wars Jedi's, not the famous Star Trek ones. That's yeah. Right, get yeah. it right. Those those guys ripped off Star Wars hardcore. Yeah, except for, I will know. Yeah, it's that's pretty cool. bad. Pretty bad. Who's the the? That's, that's a different podcast. The space altogether. The space Jews with the big ears on Star Trek. Who are they? Oh, uh, no. Um, <laughs> no, that's Bob. Space Jews with the big ears. Are we, are we talking about OG or um, Next Generation? I don't know. It, it's on TV. Discovery. The huh? They're merch. Yes, they're merchants. The sell like, yeah, that's a with, with the big old butts on their forehead. Yes, yeah. they uh, were designed by uh, the dude that designed them. I don't remember his name. Okay. Uh, Bob something, right? Richard Bobs sure. was his name. The guy that created Bob, the guy that designed mm-hmm. the Dick Bob. They, oddly Bobby. enough, are supposed to have gigantic penises. 
How okay. is is this canon? He designed this part of this. This, this, this is, is his established <laughs> Star Trek canon. This, uh, yes. Can I look so up Gene Roddenberry? Rod- like <laughs> Gene, Gene Roddenberry, when he was creating them, said that they had giant schlongs. Giant as in giant. Dude, I'm going to go watch Star Trek. Alien standards or giant? No, giant like, like, holy shit, did you see the size of that dude's dick? Okay, well, so not so humanly giant? I mean, yeah, I mean, they're they're human sized. Like, it can't be like elephant sized giant because then it'd be bigger than they were. And make like an extra insert in there. Yeah, they've got like a little third leg. That's why they wear those dress things all the time. They're like, oh, my back has been hurting so much lately, and (laughs) and I just can't find my glasses anywhere. And you're hammering on the Jew part of the the description. You're the one that thought that was Jewish. (laughs) That's your hang up, dude. Um, Sorry. (laughs) So space too. I immediately thought yogurt. Yeah, I was thinking. Aww. I was thinking like yes. the uh, acidic Jews with the with the little curly right. sideburns. The- but they had like little rings that were hovering around them because that makes it space. I hate yogurt. Strawberries. Man, let's all just go watch. Air's uh... really bad for my asthma. <laughs> let's just all go watch Spaceballs and then and then Blazing Saddles. I was just and having then, a conversation mm. with my brother the other day mm-hmm. about about how my my this is my personal. Feeling and mm-hmm. prediction, but um, I feel like uh, Seth MacFarlane is is our modern generation's Mel Brooks. Dude, yeah, you, you've watched the Orville. I'm, I'm oh, assuming yeah. that's why you, dude. I'm, I'm fucking love the Orville, man. This shit's so good. He's just the, just the way he writes and his love for for the actual theater and music yeah. and, and all of that. It's stuff. it's cultured silliness, which is different from just dick and fart jokes like we do. And yeah, he pays homage to yeah. all the time. Yeah. Pays homage, steals, whatever. Come see, come saw. Yeah. <laughs> they went plaid. Yeah, it's, it's relative. relative. It's, it's relative. relative. If Mel's, Mel's pissed, pissed about it, then, you know, that's one thing. But He's too old and rich to be pissed about it. Mel Brooks is working with Adam Sandler now. Oh, Mel's awesome. Ouch. Adam Sandler, not so much. That's right, Adam. We're coming for you. Well, mm. we've all seen those it. Netflix specials. That's right. Yeah, you're on vacation with your friends. I'm yeah, not entertained. The cowboy, the cowboy was actually kind of Stop giving him money. Mm. Oh, the cowboy one where like uh, oh, ridiculous the sex. guy with the weird. Oh. it was goofy as fuck. Yeah. But. Oh, the uh, Sandy Wexler. When he uh, no 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 the, the, the shoe cobbler. <laughs> you guys should really have a fun. we're stoned podcast. This is the best. Welcome to forever. You talking about the Netflix one? Yeah, ridiculous. Sex. It's, no, it's called the cobbler. Yeah, it's literally called the cobbler. Yeah. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah he, he's. Oh no, he's he's, like a, he's got like a nine repair. movie contract with fucking mm-hmm. Netflix. Yeah, it's too sad. Out, he just doesn't finds care out anymore. That, like his his dad is a secret agent, and it's a. Every it's movie I see Adam Sandler, and I see the light in his eyes a little bit. No, you you see the dollar signs a little little brighter. And he's like, yeah, I've never been to Africa. Fuck it. Let's go to Africa. Hey, Drew, Barrymore. Yeah, that's right. I call you both names. You want to go to Africa? <laughs> sure. What are we doing? I don't know. We could film ourselves doing it, though, and make a million dollars. Fuck it. I'll go to Africa. Easily. We Easily. got the All right, we're going to do a round of that song. Let's all go. That's not. That's not. Aww. No, total here. The if there was ever a time to be a democracy, it's right now. That's why I love that the show is mine. 
And everybody else can go suck it. <laughs> That's right, drum break. Everybody's getting into it. Sarah, rebuttal. I don't know if Mike heard. I did not like the Weezer cover. I, I, yeah, no, Weezer's what? gone the Weezer way of Adam Sandler. The, the Weezer cover sounded too similar to the original. Everyone of them sounds exactly like the original. But y'all know y'all would be pissed if it didn't either. Uh, no, I wanted it to be a spinal. I, I, I specifically pick every single song, uh, intro song for this show. I look for covers of songs that fit the topic, and I look for covers that are as unlike the original as possible because I want a very specific niche. I want a cover band. I don't want a um, tribute band. But Weezer's not either of those. Weezer is a band who happened to do a really good cover. They, because people beg them to the fucking memers but it was are out just, there swarming them. It just sounds like their 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 uh, their version of Take on Me, not terrible. Not terrible at all. But their version of, of Africa is just too much it's like bland. the original. It's bland. bland. You gotta if you're gonna do it, especially if you're fucking Weezer, no. you add some Weezer to it. I'm also biased because I saw him do it live. Because I remember they, they released that and one And I saw before. him pull out an acoustic guitar go, anyway, here's Wonderwall. That sounds he, like uh, the sexiest night. Like I saw him do it live, and I saw him pull out an acoustic guitar and, <laughs> and, and play do Wonderwall. Wonderwall. Mm, yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's, the things you can see in this city. Wait, you saw that live? No, she did. Oh, okay. I we thought, did. I thought you said you, you guys did. did. We were wait, like, wait, you were there? Were you not there? <laughs> no, I thought you said you did. I thought you were there. Oh, yeah, no. we were I, like, wait, we didn't meet up. Yeah, wait, I, we, did, we didn't even know each other at the time. I mean, I just, this might be shocking to some of you, but I am Weezer. <laughs> yeah. I can see it. I mm-hmm. can, I can yeah. see it. Mm-hmm. That's that's why I got this gold record in my back pocket. I'm just kidding. They never got a gold record. Um, <laughs> I'm sure they did. Um, oh no, they probably had an album go like triple. It's thing. that platinum. It's that platinum. That's hard. It's that platinum. That's yeah, what they say. That's what people that the, the ridiculous. That's right. It's it's moon rock. Yeah. That's what I want my album to go is moon rock. <laughs> I want some moon rock. Mm. But not the moon with the dead bodies on it. <laughs> Welcome yeah, to the weekend. We no, so the opening for this one's going to be uh, William Shatner's Rocket Man, right? Oh, no. It, it wasn't going to be, and now it can't be, because I have one secret special rule on this show. Uh, you can't say, that would be a good title for this episode, or that would be a great song for this episode. Oh, fuck. Because then I will not use them. I can't. I can't do it. The only thing you are allowed to do in that respect is, is to say that that would make a great t-shirt. There you because go. we have a ton of those that we're probably never going to make unless we actually go back and listen to the episodes where we specifically said that. I don't remember. My favorite, though, is, is you never go full Richard Chase. Never go full Richard Chase. And, uh, you know, we got to do a Dicks in the Mix eventually. Dicks in the Mix. <laughs> I don't even know where that originates from. I just know that we instantly said you should paint it on the side of your truck. <laughs> that was Rob's era. Dicks in the Mix. Hey, Rob. Don't you wish you were here? We miss you. Yeah, we do. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, that's kind of that's kind of my spiel for the evening. Is uh, space the fuck? Does I now I want everyone's personal experience with space stories. Chris, what happened the last time you were in space and you died and that you were shaken into dust? Um. Uh, well, uh, my balls itch the whole time, and it's really hard to scratch through those fluffy spaces. Yeah. What the shit? What if your face itches? What are you supposed to do? They don't fucking plan for that, do they? I I heard a fucking terrifying story from an astronaut that he said that I mean he was working and shit out in his spacesuit outside, and uh, his eyes started to water. 
Could well, you pull up through the sleeve nope. and just like? No, you cannot. What if you fart in the suit? Well, that's just your own fucking fault. They got one of those little like, pads you put in your no. underwear. They got no. one of those like little filter pads. See, I mm. see. That's funny that you that you say that because I have this thing where I come up with inventions, and then as soon as I tell somebody about it, less than a month later, it's out. And that's, I swear to God, I... I you invented myth pads for... <laughs> I invented fart, fart shields. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just put a... Just sew a pocket into, your, into the back of your drawers and slip a fucking dryer sheet in there. Good to go, right? Not only that, the, the night I told my ex about this, the very next day I'm at work, she sends me the, the fucking post on Facebook. Fucking box of briefs with a pocket in it. I think you just you just saw him somewhere before and forgot. That's not the way. Yeah. 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 Like, oh, hey, yeah. hey, when, when did the, when did this happen? Uh, God, it had to have been like three years ago now. All right, the actual inserts that filter it out to give a fresher scent have been around since '96. I thought he was going to say something okay, weird like so starting fires. You're an expert on fart shields now? How, how do you know when fart shields were invented? No, no, I'm not saying no. it's all dumb. I'm just saying, how do you know when fart shields were invented? I don't think it's. <laughs> I remember seeing the commercial when I was like seven. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I did not know about that. See, I think that Joe is secretly the creator of fart shields. Yeah, yeah, we got the creator of fart shields with us on the podcast today. That's right. That's right. YouTube, show me this commercial. Like, we have these motherfuckers tonight that feels like looking the shit up and sending it to us on see no hear no speak no pod at gmail.com or s-n-h-n-s-n-p-o-d at gmail.com that's how you email us that's how you talk to us that's how one lucky listener or future stalking victim won our uh, our thing that we were doing for people to to win so yay guy that i'm not going to give the name out for for your protection yeah <laughs> Let's see how comfortable he is giving us his address. That's right. Him something. <laughs> uh, what I meant to say was, <laughs> man, I'm going to take so many clandestine pictures of his kids at school. Mm. Okay, that was that was that terrified me. Oh. So, oh, uh, real quick, the, the guy with the, the water in, in his eyes, uh, the astronaut guy, said that he couldn't go back in yet because he didn't finish his shit. Uh, by the time he was trying to go back in, he was fucking blinded by just the moisture coming off his fucking eyeballs that you and I fucking blink away every day. He would blink, and then it would come out, and that's salty fucking water that's going back into your eyes and up oh your God. nose and in your mouth and shit. So he was effectively blinded, having a panic attack in space, in a fucking spacesuit, and that's what's fucking scary. Wow. Everything Jesus. in your body turns against you in space. Think yeah, about that. pretty like much. Every single yeah. fucking thing. That's terrifying. I yeah. love you, atmosphere. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> we evolved to, you know, be in an atmosphere with gravity. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. That's why our poop goes down. So wait, does that mean those five people, like, eventually down the line, we're going to start evolving to be on... Like I don't know. They they have less they have less gravity there. I mean, not just Mars though, because that has Mm -hmm. atmosphere too. If Mm -hmm. not the right one, I'm just talking about like space people, just like everyone. So aliens. When it becomes casual, we'll evolve to be different shapes and sizes depending on which world Mm -hmm. we come from. For sure. I want to be. I I think there's not like a lot of like oxygen in a lot of plants, but like there can be a lot of like. There's life form, uh, but not oxygen. But no, they, but who are we? But there can be like a lot of life forms yeah. that survive off of like carbon. Who are we to like say that, like, that that there aren't uh, aliens out there that it's just 
just there's subside on, on nitrogen and baby laughs and shit. You know, that's, yeah. that's, that's I believe like there's at least like microbacteria out there. There's at least got to be some type of bacteria oh, yeah. or like microorganism. There's, oh, sure. we have at minimum, there is like some like quote unquote life, like as close as you can get to qualifying yeah. as life. Right. Yeah. I mean, we have we have extremophiles here that will live on the uh, the volcanic vents under the sea that are un, I mean, sorry, under the sea. That are like just hotter than fucking the sun. These things crawling around eating little bacteria and and nothing but black smoke, smoke basically yeah. that they're just, just living right on top of. The fucking water bears. Uh, water bears are fucking crazy. They shit. are the coolest, cutest fucking little microscopic thing you can think of. Can survive. Talking about tardigrade? Yes, can survive the vacuum of space. Yeah. Can be frozen solid for years and years and years. And when you melt it, they are. Fucking alive again. And they're ready to what? go. What? I, Twice wait, I know what you're talking about. Like, I can envision it, but mm-hmm. I did not know they were that crazy. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, oh, yeah. They were, they do, though. They're like, fucking... what's, their, what's their main function? Being cute as fuck. Being cute, yeah. Mm-hmm. Being cute and tiny. Surviving. Mm-hmm. Like, Eat I mean... bacteria and get ate by bacteria. That's mm-hmm. all they do. Okay. All right. yeah. so that's not all they can that. do. That's just all they do. That's right. They can do backflips, too. And they can do it in the vacuum of space. That's right. Which is something I mean, we cannot. That's right. That's right. And uh, I'm I'm not sure the the you know stats on that, but I know that they can. I don't know if it's a hey vacuum, hey you're back. No, no, no. But no. They, they, they 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 supposedly on one of the space trips mm-hmm. out there and orbiting and all the way back had them in some kind of fucking open container or some shit mm-hmm. and. They, we they could survive. seriously just do free experiments with water bears. Like, just send them up with your astronauts and come back. Yeah. See what happens. Or bring me. I mean, you can't. I'm not going to let you put Will me you in, in a vacuum. Will you fit in the container? I can try my goddamn. Just, <laughs> I will after I die and they shake me to dust. <laughs> and then they'll confuse you with the ice cream. Pack me in there real good and eat me. Mm. No, I actually saw this, um, this show on the Science Channel, like, fucking years ago. But it was um, it was this conceptual... Uh, uh, show about um it was just one you know, just fucking he was a special on some shit uh but it was all scientists that were you know space people uh astrobiologists and shit like that that just all pulled together and started conceptualizing what humans might look like on other planets and other environments and what other aliens might be you know might look like and they were talking about um you know, lower gravity, we would be taller, bones would be right. stretched out a little right, bit, right. this and that. If there was, uh, like, um, hyperbolic chamber sort of uh, uh, situation, like uh, more gravity, a little bit more gravity, but a lot more oxygen, mm-hmm. like, we would probably be huge. Yep. You know, We'd be big, like wide that, folk, yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah, very that would, is, so. that would be mm-hmm. under the assumption that they worked at least remotely like humans, though. Well, no, I mean, I think what it was talking about was if... Humans were. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you meant like other aliens, yeah. and I was like, well, that, that would well, assume something that's at least like remotely dur- similar to us. True. During Them you know dino- dinosaur times and such, the reason that they did get to be so fucking just huge things, and even like dragonflies back then were as big as my oh, fucking yeah. car. And that's because that's we terrifying. we yeah. were <laughs> a, a, a insanely oxygen rich planet, which means that their their blood. Uh, didn't have to be as dense to get all the nutrients that it needed out of the oxygen. Uh, just all kinds of things that allowed these, you know, huge fucking mammoth things to 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 walk around. Yeah, that really. I mean, giraffes are about what we got now, and they're gonna get smaller. 
so can you imagine that 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 like that like camaraderie of humans from this planet versus humans from this planet we all look completely fucking different but there's gonna be a whole new level of racism right yeah. i was about to say i hate the people that live i hate the people that live on the next street yeah the people that live on the next street that that fucking play music too loud at night and always have their goddamn spotlights on in their backyard i fucking hate them how am i going to feel about people that used to be humans like me but now they're not because of some kind of weird thing that they've yeah, been they doing like all the way on their not to mention like what if we go through some picking system where like Certain people get to go into space, but certain people don't make the cut to go into space. Like How that episode of Futurama. Yeah. Yeah. You've been voted off yeah, the spaceship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, because you would hate them. Yeah, because there's a finite amount of room, and most of humanity's garbage. So, I was gonna say, just from an educational standpoint alone, this planet is <laughs> is fucking yeah. hundreds of years off from being intergalactic. Not even talking about the technological. Just yeah. our acceptance, yeah. our tolerance. But would you want to see everyone who is ever good, like the most perfect that, not perfect, but perfect that you can find, Mm -mm. like, right? Like the most, not even goody two-shoes, but for the sake of talking, goody two-shoes people sent up there, then they would have, like something would evolve. Like they would have issues or they wouldn't have any issues and they would go crazy because they didn't have issues because there's only good. You 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 turn into a giant fucking trailer park, I guarantee you. Like it has already. (laughs) Um... But, uh, I mean, that would just make everything super-duper boring. Like, you need somebody in there to mix it up a bit. That's what I'm saying. You know? So you, you have... There needs to be a balance. You have 10,000... Ten enough to yeah. design the shit, anyway. So you have 10,000 fucking Ned Flanderses and yeah. one Homer Simpson. And well, that's it. Not to mention, if we are sending them to space, we need to send someone who's not that great with them so they could handle yeah. bigger situations. Exactly. Oh my if, god, I'm not used to stress anymore. Yeah. Oh man, everything's so easy going. We'll deal with that later. Yeah. Everything's fine. No. Yeah, yeah, you have, can't have someone ruining the yeah. Mars colony just because no one's around to fuck them up on a daily yeah. basis. <laughs> you have Homer there and borrowing everybody's fucking stuff and then just keeping it and then. That keeps you on your toes. Be like, oh, I need that tool. They to would probably Homer. all just kill him. Well, I don't doubt that. Or I don't doubt that at all. vice versa. Yeah. Mm. And then you have a new show, a new you episode. You don't take down Homer that easy. Mm. So, so wait a second. The one thing I'm unclear on, and and this is wait, there's only one. This is one thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, this story digressing oh, okay. back to the original story. Yes, yes, yes. The one thing I'm unclear on is how far did it actually get? Because you know, you said it was, it came back in and hit mm-hmm. that terminal velocity, yeah. full velocity. Right. But how far up? It did what it was supposed to do up there. And then. Which we, was orbit or? Uh, no, one no was there to meet him. It was supposed to go up, and then the next day another ship was supposed to launch as well and meet him there. They were supposed oh. to trade spots. I must have missed that. And then head down. Um, but so one of them had to die up in space though. if they were just going to trade so it would be like no, no well I mean it, it was supposed one of them to have parachutes that opened on its way yes. back no down. one oh, was supposed to die I mean just that's... you know someone down the line knew they were going to it, yeah they, they knew for everything that was that was fucked and the, the really crazy part about it is that Komarov was such uh, an ace fucking pilot and he was so good at what he did that without his instrumentation without any kind of help he piloted the fucking spaceship back where it was supposed to be, and then it was the fucking deployment of the parachutes fucking up that killed him. 
So he still dealt with everything else. He did everything. So if there was only 202 issues, he would have made it back. That's right. If if that one issue had Mm -hmm. been there, 202 still would have been fine. He sounds like a pretty bomb dude. Yeah, 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 indeed. Even if this successfully dealt with 202 faults. And and it, I've I've read different things where uh, some some sources say that they just failed it malfunctioned and they failed to deploy at all. I've read others that they were tangled and it it got wrapped up in itself kind of deal. But um, yeah, for I mean, he crashed into Earth for sure, and people were sad so about it. So he landed where he was supposed to. Where he, was that? Uh, I'm guessing Russia. Well, yeah, somewhere um, in the ocean around. Like there, I mean. Probably. Uh, he, it crashed, so I mean... I don't know if it was true at the time, but currently they have all re-entries uh, land in Siberia. Northern Siberia. It, in water, land, though, yeah? yeah or, I mean, well, I guess shuttles would just land like uh, like uh, airplanes do. Yeah, and modern Russian cosmonauts also go up with shotguns on the shuttle. So when they come back down, they can fight off the wolves and bears they're going to encounter upon... As if they landing. needed any more shit that, to deal with. That is, I just came from space. Yeah, I don't the, want this. Like, all right, guys, time to go home and shoot some fucking wolves and bears in the face with our 12-gauge. I mean, that's that's. They could have at least had a show metal as fuck, and I love. And it. it's convenient for Russia because if they fail their space mission, they could just banish them to Siberia anyway. That's right. Like, hey, you're already there. Hey, you did a bad job. Goodbye. Lost. How many fucking statements do you have to prepare ahead of time for this motherfucker? Might yeah. not make it back. So he's sorry, Rand. Everything went wonderfully, and Fuck. then a bear ate him. Yeah. <laughs> We're so he Russia. Made it all the way back, he deal with that third issue. Yay! Yay. Husband landed right in a pack of oh. fucking dental wolves. Like, <sighs> okay, You're like right in the entrance, your door just pops open, your face in the cave. Just <laughs> here I go. <laughs> That's when you just you rip your shirt off and you fucking walk on. You're like. <sighs> Russians, I imagine he's probably had a couple of shots on his Hate way me down. If you dare. Party. Fucking do this. Yeah, what did we say? Honestly, the Russians, they would have been fine with the bears and the wolves. It would have been cool. Fucking t- knuckle tattoos and shit. Let's fucking go, wolf. <laughs> All right. So, to, uh, to wind the episode down a bit, I will say that Komarov was honored with a state funeral, of course. He was a fucking national hero at that point. And before that point... His family better have been well taken care of after some shit like that. Only a chipped heel bone survived the crash. So not even a fucking full heel bone. A chipped one. Uh, So... It's a pretty hard bone, though. Three weeks later, his, his backup pilot and good friend, Yuri, went to see his KGB friend. And he wanted to talk about what happened with him. So Gagarin met uh, Roseyev at his family apartment, but refused to speak in any of the rooms because he was worried about it being bugged. Um, the elevators in the lobby weren't safe either, so they trudged up and down the apartment blocks, echoing stairwells. KGB, son. They were not, Very serious. <laughs> at one point, uh, Gagarin said... I must go to see the man, speaking of uh, uh, Brezhnev, the uh, leader, personally. Uh, he was profoundly depressed that he hadn't been able to persuade him to cancel the, the launch of the, the rocket at all. Shortly before Gagarin left, the intensity of his anger became pretty obvious. He says, I'll get through to him somehow. And if I ever find out he knew about the situation and still let everything happen, then I know exactly what I'm going to do. 
So spoken like a true Russian. Indeed, right that's a, an intimidating <laughs> motherfucker. So uh, Roseyev goes on, uh, you know, recounting the story. I don't know exactly what he had in mind. Maybe a good punch in the face. But I told him, "You talk to me first before you do anything." I warn you, be very careful. So take this motherfucker out in the woods. Yep. Oh, and let the bears eat him. Uh, don't even, don't even do anything. Uh, Yuri Gagarin died in a plane accident in 1968, a year before the Americans reached the moon. Damn. So his homeboy saved him from dying in a fucking in in an in a even bigger plane. And he has the audacity. Yeah. A year, a year later, a year <laughs> later, fucking, fucking dies in a plane crash. "Quote unquote," accidentally dies in a plane yeah, crash. This is, KG, uh, this is the KGB. Maybe he, maybe he got to punch that dude in the face. I was just about to say, maybe, maybe that's maybe. death would have been worth it. I think after after that, um, nah, probably knowing the KGB, he just mentioned that he wanted yeah. to punch the guy in the face, and they came and got <laughs> like, boom, whole plane <laughs> crash just for you, buddy. Yes, yeah, yeah. right. Oh, so it's entirely too smart. You figure it out. Oh, crazy. So, like, what did you guys think of uh, this jumbled up space nonsense? Russia's scary. Space is scary. <laughs> Life Keep is bears scary. Are scary. Everything's bears scary. Siberia is scary. <sighs> Joe. And the Russians beat us to space, but then their entire steel industry went to shit, and they're built. They're everything they built was crap after that. Yay, communists. He's like our silent Bob. Yeah. Like, he's just sitting over there, just, just taking it all ingesting. in. When he actually yeah. says something, it's profound as shit. And then I'm going to make a dick joke in a second, like, Jay. I just say dumb shit. Yeah. Hey, man, fuck you. Perfect, uh, perfect thing I say dumb shit. Mm-hmm. Take it back now, I guess. See the yeah. stairs? The stairs are good mm-hmm. shit. Sarah, rebuttal. <laughs> I hate this. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's actually a pretty good rebuttal. I like it. That's good. Just the lightning rounds, man. I don't even know what I'm supposed to be doing. If they had a rule set, I'd be better off. Man, you are losing in the scores, though, <laughs> by the way, just so you know. Well, fine. Wait, we can do my space story. Okay. George Clooney was there. No. Mm-mm. No. <laughs> my space story. Mm-mm. So I was on a moon base, right? After mm-hmm. a few years, I started getting a little mm-hmm. sick, seeing some spooky shit. Mm-hmm. Turns mm-hmm. out I've been cloned uh, several times over, and every five years, my body starts breaking down. So um, with the help of my clone, mm-hmm. I, uh, mm-hmm. I get to have one last conversation with my family. So I, mm-hmm. so I think... And uh, I get sent back to Earth to live out my last few days as a clone of the original me. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Who was made uh, like 25 years prior. No, I'm following, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. And that's, that's my space story, and it's called Moon, and it's starring mm-hmm. Sam Rockwell. Wait, so you, so yeah. you had, like you have a few days, your mm-hmm. last few days is spent with a podcast. Yeah, man. I hated that whole thing. <laughs> no. Sam Rockwell, not Gary Oldman, right? I, I usually get those two. Oh. I don't know. I don't I remember Gary if Sam Oldman, Rockwell's the actor or the character, but it's either way it works. Well, no, I, he's an actor for sure. It's, uh, it's the dude who played uh, Justin Hammer in the Iron Man movies. <clears throat> but for some reason, he's one of those actors. Uh, he's, he's that's right. That's right. So much like Gary Oldman to me, a young Gary Oldman. Well, Gary Oldman's old then. And then it's how you, his name. Yeah. In certain movies before I realized that that <laughs> guy was Sam Good rebuttal, Sarah. I, I got one. question it. It's not Gary Oldman, is it? No. Like there's, 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 there's no, it's, that's, it's Gary Oldman. Like that. So, Gary Oldman, on that awkward note of trivia 
of the silent film age. <sighs> this was a, it was fun, guys. It was really I good. It. I liked I mean, it. So uh, we'll see you all here next week, right? For, uh, for the next one, that's going to be about uh, capes that are made for elephants that accidentally gave people AIDS. If you'll have me, I'll, I'll be glad to talk about that. Man, if I had a nickel, every time somebody told me that. I wouldn't be glad, but I'll still be here. Okay. Have you not? Is that your first nickel for that one? I mean, I didn't get a physical nickel, so still no. I like how people are digging into pockets, because I should have said $100 bill. This doesn't usually happen. Mm. There you go, buddy. Good. He had an actual nickel, because I didn't have change, and that is actually going into my pocket. That's the bus fare. Uh, <laughs> man, if only. I don't carry cash. Uh, it's just like a dollar fifty around. It's expensive. Some of the places I have to go, it's just smart. You don't fucking carry cash. You just listened to a first in the series of this long, stupid show for big, dumb, stupids that we do that are smart secretly. In combination with another exciting episode of See no, hear no, speak no. I was going to say your mom's booty, but... I know you were, so I cut you off and said the other thing, but then you said the other thing. Your anyway. mom's listening. You met my mom tonight. She I loves know. you. She's your only fan. Mm-mm. She's your only <laughs> Quality fan to have. Mm-hmm. The UFOs, the conspiracies, and the motherfucking moitas, which uh, actually... We ha- well, UFO, I mean, I threw we had, UFO just by word. We had but. identified flying objects... We had conspiracy, and we possibly had a little murder, unless it was actually a plane crash. Uh, but who knows? No, no, they murdered the guy in the shuttle. They murdered uh, Greg. Greg Gre- Gre- name? Greg Kinnear. You're right. Greg Kinnear. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Send the motherfucker up there. Is, yeah, I mean, you could Greg consider Kinnear that a murder. Space in 1482. Space. The final Sarah rebuttal. What was the miles per hour that they go? I don't remember. 17,000 miles per hour. That man had 203 faults with his spaceship, Sarah. I phoned a friend. Rebuttal. Liquefied. Yes, it's okay. Thank you. You're good. And Sarah wins somehow. Yeah. This is like who's lying. The points don't matter. The screwy. No. No, the points matter. But only Jason gets to know the points. Sarah has one. Everyone else, negatives. 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 Somehow. Mm -mm. It's all about Sarah. Rebuttal. Man, that's <laughs> demanding rebuttals from people without having people something to rebut. It from me. No, I do it twice a day at least to random people. Old lady in line today, scared shitless. <laughs> shitless. She dropped her groceries. Yes, that's right. Oh, here's your here's your change, sir. Old lady, rebuttal. My grandkids don't visit. Oh. <laughs> Who is this old lady? I'll go visit. I don't know. You sure? Because I'm pretty sure her grandkids didn't visit because she was a cunt. That's right. I'll fucking take old ladies down, too. Are we not all cunts? I mean, yeah, but, I mean, there are degrees of Kevin Bacon. And you think you're better than the 80-year-old? I think I'm better than Kevin Bacon. Do you? Is that hard to do? I don't know. We've, we've challenged several celebrities on this mm-hmm. show over the, the the course of time that uh, <clears throat> probably maybe shouldn't have if we actually saw them in real life. Yes, like Rob. Rob has this thing against Jesse the Body Ventura. Mm-hmm. It is passionate. <laughs> he wants to get into an actual physical confrontation with this ex wrestler who is still 
ten times his size. And Rob's always like, oh, he'd beat me, but I'd get a licking. No, you motherfucking wouldn't. I'd get a licking. Nope. No, you would not, sir. You would wake up in the hospital and forget your name. And you would deserve it. Kevin Bacon. N-O-L-A. Come check Jason out. Come check me out. He's ready for Um, me. I'll be at, um, I don't know. He's going to put on his his tight jeans and his... (laughs) Fucking tap shoes for you. Now I gotta buy tight jeans and tap shoes just to meet Kevin Bacon. You know what, Kevin Bacon, not worth it. Just, just stay where you are. I don't feel like purchasing tap shoes. Keep making movies with your weird skeleton nose. Every, Why hasn't he played Skeletor yet? I don't know. Why is doesn't he get a nose job? Movies? It is kind of a little obvious, isn't it? Maybe. Man. People would just look and be like, "Oh, He's oh, freaky no. looking. Is that not Bacon? He scares me. Bacon. When he was in Hollow Man and he was raping all those people, I was like, I'm no done word. with Kevin Bacon. Mm. Right. Mm. <sighs> Countdown. Three, two, one. Good night, kids. Below us. Drifting. Falling. Floating. Weightless. Calling. Calling. Earth. Below us.